0: And cooking are essential areas where those with disabilities can often be invisible or overlooked. Uh, our next guest hopes to change that. Jules Sherrod is author of Crip Up the Kitchen, and he's based in Duncan. He joins us now. Jules, thank you for joining us. Thanks
1: for having me, Chad.
0: Uh, before we begin as to why you wrote this, can you explain to me what Crip Up means?
1: So Crip up is or cripping it could it depends on the person mm-hmm. is a term that we use in the disability community um, to reclaim the word and it 's to take back power and to actually like it 's a, it's a a call to action to make sure that disabled people are included in those spaces and to make them disability-friendly.
0: Ah, so hence the title, Crip Up the Kitchen. Yes, yes. So how did you, was there a moment that, sort of a eureka moment, you Said, you know, I'm going to write a cookbook uh, that focuses on um, those who are disabled uh, and, and you have some great recipes. How did you come about that idea?
1: So I started a website in 2019 um, called Disabled Kitchen and Garden, and I was sharing. I had just learned about the wonders of the Instapot after everybody was, like, poo-pooing it forever. Like, you need one, but it's horrible, (laughs) (laughs) was the the phrasing, right? And then I finally got on the bandwagon. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is life-changing. Like, I can finally cook again. Mm -hmm. And so I started to develop recipes specifically for disabled people. Um, And then 2020, comes around and the pandemic hit and um, it was a few months into the pandemic and those of us who were disabled and chronic, chronically ill knew it wasn't going anywhere um, people were coming down with like chronic illnesses they were being newly diagnosed um, as different neurodivergence because the routines were suddenly disrupted and their um, local, like their normal ways of masking and coping were suddenly gone um and so we were like all these newly discovered disabled people and I'm like well <laughs> I have I have the information for you um and so I sat down for a while and just really thought out what this um book needed to be uh, how it could best served, the most people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then after that was all done, um, I began to shop it around to different publishers.
0: So the book itself, uh, I guess you focus on 50 recipes and yes. as you say, you use three key tools, the electric mm-hmm. pressure cooker, the air fryer and bread machine. And from yes. there, I guess you, the book itself focuses on other things, even like pantry prep and meal planning mm-hmm. as well.
1: So, like, as the title says, there's um, a lot of front matter, and, like, there's all the tools, and I go through um, different equipment and also give costs because disabled people often have barriers to buying this equipment, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I give, like, the tools, why they're important, how you can use them, and then um, just the tips for meal prepping, um, how to even organize your kitchen in a way that is disabled-friendly because the current work, like, how most kitchen kitchens are organized, aren't really all that conducive to disabled people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it gives them some new ways or out-of-the-box thinking for how to organize their kitchen, um, how to use cooking as a technique to um, deal if you're having a panic attack or anxiety. um, And then we get into the recipes (laughs) Uh, and starting with um, like the basics, bases and spice mixes and all that other stuff. And then, yeah, the recipes and <laughs> the recipes
0: themselves. Um, I, I, t- to my understanding, they begin with, I guess, the ones that will be the, the take the yeah. least effort to the greatest effort.
1: Yes, yeah. So it's organized. So I, like the very first recipe takes five minutes to prep, and once you're done prepping, it's basically throw everything into the electric pressure cooker and walk away. So it's five minutes work, and then um, the very last four. There's only four recipes that require a whole bunch of um, like all of your spoons basically it's mm-hmm. going to wipe you out for days if you try it but they are for recipes that have a lot of cultural significance to different people mm-hmm. especially in British Columbia so um, I wanted to give some ways of adapting those recipes as well to for like if you find yourself with all that energy mm-hmm. um, here are some other things that you can make um, and in the process of making it, you learn skills that you can apply to your other culturally appropriate foods. So that's the thing that I wanted to see. I picked recipes that would teach skills that you could apply to other. Of your foods that you need to eat.
0: What kind of foods or What kind of dishes uh, have you included in your recipes?
1: Um, there's a lot of Punjabi food. There's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much Punjabi food, which I grew—I like—I grew up surrounded by Punjabi people, and I was in, um, in adopted into a Punjabi home when I was in my teens. So Punjabi mm. home, like food, is like home cooking to me. It means so much. Um, And so that was important um, to honor that part of history. So Uh, that would be
0: butter chicken and samosas, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) butter
1: chicken, samosas, um, uh, um, dum-biriante, chicken korma, um, so, um, ones that, some that you can find in restaurants, and other ones that you kind of need to know a person to know a person to get them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, what other and, kind of
0: recipes? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, Thai food, yeah. Uh, uh, um, Dukobor food, um, and then there's like Eastern European food and some Jewish foods, um, Northern European food, um, some Near East, Middle Eastern um, food some Mexican food, um, some American. American mm-hmm. was a really d- difficult one, <laughs> for, for which you would be surprising, but American cuisines and Canadian cuisines are very different. Mm-hmm. So it's like a broad range. I tried to capture like some some cornerstone recipes from all the major continents and then drilled in just a little bit deeper. Oh, there's some Vietnamese food as well.
0: Yeah, and you um, also... There as well. And you got a good chili recipe too.
1: Yes, yes. So the chili recipe that one was one of my favorites uh, because it's based off of a, a- Family recipe that I lost, um, and I wasn't satisfied. Like there's all these online recipes, and they're all very bland and mm-hmm. all very like without flavor. They were missing the masala, and so and so um, it took a while for me to get that one done and be able to recreate the the flavors from memory. So and once I got that one done, I was like, okay, <laughs> I can I can rest <laughs> now. My work is
0: complete. <laughs> well, good for you. Now, is the book available, or is it it's just about to be released, or is it yeah, is it available?
1: Uh, pre-order basically anywhere that you can buy books and like go into your indie bookseller they will love you if you go in and pre-order it via them or via like most of their websites you can order online via their websites um, like all the usual places.
0: The Amazons, and of course, as you say, yep. go, go local if you possibly can, so yeah. it should be, it's coming up very soon.
1: Yeah, and- May 9th um, is the Canadian release date, and May 30th is the rest of the world.
0: Excellent, and it's called Crip Up the Kitchen, Tools, Tips, and Recipes for the Disabled Cook. Uh, Jules, thanks for your time.
1: Thanks for having me, Jazz.